0: the shot clock. 19 in the game clock. Great. Crosses over. Kicks it to Hampi for the dagger. She's got it.
1: She's got it. De-Energizer drains a three. Ball is loose in the backcourt. Plum's dives for it. It goes out of bounds.
0: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q.
2: That was the dagger right there. LV Aces. Pick up another dub. 13-2 on the season. Rolling along, just rolling along. It's been a fun season to follow and to help us break it on down, and she's been there every step of the way. It's Paloma Villicana, Fox 5 Sports, on Twitter, at Paloma Villacana. And, Paloma, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. How about that game on Father's Day at the Michelob Ultra Arena? Uh, the Aces were tested. They were down early. They were down at half. They were down at the third quarter. Found a way to battle back, and even though there was a few questionable moments at the end, still got a W. What, what did you learn about the Aces on Sunday?
3: They're ruthless. I mean, even when they're down 14, they're going to come back, beat you, and extend their win streak. They've won four in a row, 13-2 uh, and two overall, 8-1 and one at home. Um, I'm sitting down tonight with the Aces assistant coach, uh, Natalie Nakase. She's coming from the Clippers. And one thing she told me uh, when I sat down with her is that Becky Hammond is so good at making adjustments. adjustments Listening to her coaching staff, listening to her players, and just being quick with adjustments, uh, she says she tips her hat to Becky Hammond and these come from behind wins that the Aces are able to pull off. It's a credit to just the Aces being able to adjust and fight back. And Asia Wilson and Dierica Hamby uh, with some big buckets down the stretch <laughs> uh, on Father's Day. But shout out to Dierica Hamby. We've been talking about her so much this season and. Literally their win against, against, uh, the Lynx was, was thanks to Hamby hitting some big threes down the stretch, so. Uh, that's exciting to see Hamby just flash in the season, man.
2: It, it really is, and there's been a lot of the young ladies that have stepped up throughout the course of the season. Of course, we talk about Kelsey Plum all the time. We talk about Asia, who, by the way, took home another Western Conference uh, uh, Player of the Week award, third one of the year. But, I mean, really, as a team, I mean, Chelsea Gray, all, all the young ladies have really stepped up, and they've taken this coaching from Coach Hammond and really just kind of ran with it to be, you know, no pun intended, but they've really just ran and taken off
4: with it.
3: Yeah, I mean, when I sat down with the Aces assistant coach, Natalie, she says that, I said, what kind of culture is, is Becky bringing to this team? You know, a focused, energized, laser-focused culture. And she goes, Becky Hammond's bringing a championship culture to the Aces. And we have one job this year, and that's to win a championship. And we need to win every single game moving forward. We don't care who, what their record is, where they are in the standings. We need to win every single game. And, uh, man, I mean, four in a row, 13-2 and two overall. I think the Aces uh, are on track to yeah. win every game this season.
2: They are on track. They sure are. I mean, and it would be so exciting to see them, you know, hoist the championship. And, of course, they're playing tonight the Chicago Sky, who's the defending WNBA champions. What are you expecting from tonight's game?
3: I'm expecting an, another dogfight. I mean, really, everyone knows that the Aces are number one. they got a target on their back. And Becky Hammond said every team that's coming into Vegas is, is hungry, is gritty, is physical. Uh, you know, we've seen those type of games here on the their home court in, in Vegas just because Every team. I mean, I guess. I guess the only way you can beat the Aces is to literally beat them down, right. like we saw with with Jackie Young and Chelsea Gray. That these teams are coming in, they're coming in to fight. But you know, the Aces have already taken down the Chicago Sky once yep. uh, this season, and I, I think the Aces have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. You know, they want to come out stronger defensively. A ninety-six to ninety-five win over the last place team in the WNBA. I know the players weren't happy with their performance, so. Um, I think they're going to come back and come out strong tonight.
2: You know, Paloma, how much do the Aces or did the Aces need that, though? I mean, you know, because they have been just rolling. They've been playing great ball all season long. Sometimes you need those close calls. Even against a bad team, you need close calls just to show that, hey, when yeah. when, when when you uh, face, face adversity, you can come out on top. And that's what they showed me on Sunday.
3: Yeah, that's what Becky Hammond said. She said we needed this dogfight win uh, we needed this battle this this kind of test right here in the middle of our season um a home win that was gritty come from behind uh you know she needed the players to step up defensively and and you know come out so I think it was a good it was a i mean I know that the ace are happy to land on top, but I know right. there's there was a lot of frustration after the game like we need to come out stronger. Asia Wilson said that wasn't us in the first half, that wasn't our vibe, that wasn't our focus so Um, you know and Becky Hammond man she she coaches them hard man and she she says she told us post game you know she's doing her job to coach them it would be wrong of her to not be hard on them because she knows that she has hoopers and she knows that you know she can pull the best out of them so it's exciting to see Hammond and and her coaching staff on on the sideline and they're they're getting in it with the refs and everything it just shows them that they're they care they care about this team they care about winning and they they care about bringing a championship to vegas
2: no doubt about it again we're talking with paloma Villacana here on uh, unnecessary roughness raider nation radio 920 and and i agree with that 100 percent. and i love the coaching tree obviously that coach hammond comes from we know that she's a dog she can get it done she got it done as a player and now she's getting it done uh, as a coach in the wnba and, and, the, and the aces are really just taking to her coaching and asia wilson i mentioned her before third western conference player of the week award she's incredible she's a former mvp so it shouldn't be a surprise but man this has been fun to watch asia wilson this year just seeing how she performs game in and game out
3: yeah and i think becky hammond's just pulling the potential out of all her her you know ballers like asia wilson shooting the three you know being able to to drive inside and be physical and be tough and now we're seeing diarca hamby shoot the three i mean I mean, she, she wants everyone to shoot the three. She Mm -hmm. wants space. She wants everyone to, to shoot the ball. You know, she, she's big on being, putting her players in the right space, right where they need to be. And that's, that's what the players have said all season. Becky Hammond just knows where to put them and we can see them execute night in and night out,
2: man. And you know, she really is is just bringing the NBA style to the WNBA. I mean, if you think about it, look at the Warriors. They just won a championship. They shoot three-pointers and they play defense. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's yep. what's going on yep. in the league and she obviously has the NBA background and mm-hmm. that's that's just what she brought to the team. They're playing fast and, and that was noticeable immediately. Like, the first game I watched, I was like, oh, they're playing really fast. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. even when we talked to them at media day, you could tell by what uh, what, what what Asia Wilson was saying, what Chelsea Gray was saying that, Hey, we're going to play a lot quicker than we played last year. And you can see the personnel that they brought in. It has been a pleasure to really watch them perform this year.
3: Yeah. I mean, their pace, their pace is totally different this year. The focus, the energy, they like each other. They're having fun. They're having fun off the court. Like it's a good squad. It's a good squad. And it's just, it's the culture that Becky has brought in and it's just the style she has and she wants everyone to have fun, have a good time, and, and play really freaking hard, man. <laughs> That's
2: exactly what they're doing. And, and Paloma, you've been all around town. You're, you're like me, where you're everywhere. Matter of fact, I think yes. you're more places than I am. You were at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center yeah. the other day for the Nike On event. Yeah. How, how did that go? You were there longer than me. How, did you, how much did you enjoy being up there?
3: That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Just to connect with a lot of local kids, local coaches, having that opportunity of the Raiders being right here in our backyard, giving... Our local high schoolers just an opportunity of a lifetime. When I was in high school, man, my high school team, we didn't go to any state of the art, beautiful (laughs) facility where, you know, an NFL team played. You know, my, my local guys, we didn't have that opportunity to have Derek Carr and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs right here in our backyard. And for our guys to be able to use their facility, talk to their coaches, be able to, you know, be on the same turf as the Raiders. That's
2: huge. Yeah, no, it, it really was. And another event that you were at I didn't get to go to was uh, the Title Nine event the other day with the Aces. How did that go? Oh,
3: I actually have to run because I'm about to be on box five. <laughs> All <But> right.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. Well, hey, do your <laughs> I thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got to run too. All
2: right. Appreciate you. See you, Paloma. There she goes. Yeah. You, yeah, I see you. There she goes. <laughs> that's great that is great and i know that she's uh, always on the go and that just shows right there man that's how it happens you know live and on the scene uh paloma i could tell that my time is running out now she said oh gotta go <laughs> she
5: said before your producer hangs up on me uh, Right. because <laughs> that's what
2: that's what you do no but that's funny i could t- i can hear a producer in the background being like uh okay uh we got a roll what are you saying what are you pointing at just tell me what you're pointing at dude you gotta don't don't point at it just tell me what you're saying you got a microphone
5: we're going to take a break after the calls. We'll take now.
2: Oh, we'll take a call right now? What well, we'll take? Is that calls. what you're saying? We what yes, are you telling we don't have me? a
5: call yet. This oh, okay. was supposed to be behind the scenes, I don't
2: I know, but I'm not good at it behind all. the scenes right Clearly. now.
5: Clearly.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> have Paloma hang up on us live. (laughs) Correct. So So we're going to pull
5: a little audible here. Okay, so so
2: we're going to take a break. We'll come back with your calls and (laughs) texts. 702-365-9200. 7s 69187 Keyword R&R. We'll also hear from Darren Waller. We got some sound bites from him. Devontae Adams from Saturday. We got a lot to get to before the show's over. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.
0: You know, I, I just checked in uh, with somebody in Tampa Bay, which was largely expecting him to uh, to come back, or they were at least hopeful over recent weeks. And I was told that, hey, you know, we, we always respected this process, and maybe he was simply having too much fun in retirement. You heard a little hint uh, recently uh, of him wanting to maybe fade out, uh, knowing that his career is intact. He's won championships with Tom Brady. He's done really everything you would want to do in the game, and he's preserved his health for the most part.
6: This is unnecessary roughness. Here's your boy, Q. How's Jimmy Fowler? Is that Jimmy Fowler, right? Yeah, talking
2: about Rob Gronkowski right there. That was on this just in on ESPN. Talking about Gronk, four-time Super Bowl champion, four-time first-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Pro Bowl selection, 92 receiving touchdowns, third most by a tight end, most 100-plus receiving yard gains by a tight end with 32. Yeah, I would think that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer.
5: Most retirements by a tight end second
2: retirement i don't think that he's uh i don't think he's done i really don't um and the only reason i believe that i just think he's kind of that dude that is probably not going to want to go training camp because why would he who wants to go training camp and then you know he'll he'll wait to see how things start to shake out and when tom gives him the call he'll be ready to roll that's just my belief we'll see what happens but no doubt about it whenever he does officially retire and hanging up and hanging up for good he's definitely walking into the hall of fame First bow. there's no questions about that at all. Again, welcome into Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio, 920, is the time. We just talked to Paloma Villicana from Fox 5 Sports. We were talking all things aces, and then she had to go. And the funniest thing is, and we just discovered this in the commercial break, every time Paloma's on the last two weeks, we've had some kind of something happen here at the radio station. Or this didn't happen at the radio station, she just had to go. We just had some kind of, we always have some kind of events. Last week, we had an a, a unknown visitor visit the radio station
5: surprise
2: right It's just so random and today paloma had to go and and hey look she has responsibility she's on fox 5 uh, she does a great job and she had to go be on camera and do her actual job so uh not mad at that at all it's funny so next week i can't wait to see what may happen and i'm not going to tell her this is going to be a running joke on the inside just We're going to keep, you know, a tally of what goes on anytime Paloma joins the show. But it's always great to catch up with her. and She does a hell of a job, so we definitely appreciate her. But we've been throwing out there the question, a couple of questions that we had out there. Uh, What fan base in the NFL has the most delusional fans? We threw that out there because Ryan Clark, uh, he put that out on Twitter last night. And so uh, just had a little bit of fun with that. And then I also was asking about the most memorable Raiders moment, good or bad, does not matter. We want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 in the Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Got this text from at Raider Love in Oakland, and she says, I know I'm showing my age, but my best memory was winning the first Super Bowl in 1977. I was a senior in college. My boyfriend at the time was a cornerback on the college team. I salute that because we know DBs win games. Then she said also, I had been to many games with my family. I finally understood football and my team. The Raiders was the best in the world. The, most, the worst memory was Barrett Robbins when he went MIA at the Super Bowl, when he had to make that trip to Tijuana, and then he would not play. That was another major, major reason why the Raiders got beat down in that game against Tampa Bay, that Super Bowl game, because of Barrett Robbins. And it, you know what's crazy? When I worked at the grocery store in Pleasanton, California, I worked at Lucky's. I was in the meat department. Barrett Robbins used to come in all the time before that after that never saw that dude again like never saw him and i was so ready to cuss him you know what i mean like i was so ready to cuss him i was like man that damn barrett robbins he gonna get the business when he comes in here he knew now nah, he just <laughs> i don't think i worked there long enough after that <laughs> Like, I Actually, want that. to tell you the truth i didn't even work there when that happened but I, I i was already gone from there but it's funny because he used to always come into the grocery store before that and uh, my meat manager ron used to always be like hey there goes your there goes your center right there. You know, it's, it's always there goes yours, you know. And so, uh, yeah, but that that was, man, that was bad. Uh, so there you go. Uh, that was a good one from, uh, from at Raider Love uh, in Oakland. Oh, she also said the Cowboy fans are most delusional. That's the second time we've heard someone talk about the Cowboy fan. Uh, so, anyway, hit us up, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Gangster Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show.
4: What's happening, y'all? Hey, and the most delusional fan base is the Brokeback Mountain Cowboys. <laughs>
2: Oh, did his phone die? Oh, I think your phone died. As soon as you I think his phone died or not died, but he went away. Ah, uh, someone didn't like you talking bad about the Broncos. <laughs> that was that was wild. As soon as he started talking bad about the Broncos, it's now it's like he hit a he hit a bad spot or something. His phone went away. All right, my man Ari's gonna try to attempt to get him. Uh, again back on the phone did we get him or did you lose him
5: I- i'm gonna wait for him to call back
2: oh, okay all right so you hung up on him is what you're trying to tell me
5: yeah what i do best
2: <laughs> no doubt he knows about what's that. going on yeah yeah he knows the time <laughs> it Hang is he knows the time it is for sure i did get a tweet that i wanted to share with you from my man jose Big Jose, he said, my most memorable game was Derek Carr's first career win in the pouring rain on Thursday night in Oakland. It was awesome. My son still says it's his favorite game ever, and that's that game that I've referenced a few times, that Thursday night game against Kansas City uh, when Latavius Murray went off, and uh, that's also the game when C.O. Moore and Khalil Mack were doing a little, uh, were sea walking or whatever they were doing, a little dance there in the in the Kansas City backfield, and Justin Tuck had to call that timeout, or else the Raiders probably would have ended up losing that game. But let's go back out to the phone lines, talk to our guy, Gangster Raider. was talking about the Broncos. What's on your mind, my man?
4: Yeah, sorry about that. I you said, good. I said to me, the most delusional fan base is the Brokeback Mountain Cowgirls. You oh. know what I'm saying? The Dallas cowgirl fans, because they delusional. No matter what's going on, they still think they got a good squad, and they really think they're America's team. You know what I'm saying? And there's a whole bunch of them out here in California. I understand why. I said, if y'all saw Dallas Cowgirls, go back to Texas. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Well, anyway, and my, well, I got two memories as far as the Raider my, um, My first one is when I took my son's they first rated gay, I think they was like eight, nine years old. This was the Kansas City game when um, it was raining the whole first half. And they was like, they was kind of like whining, like, "Daddy, uh, we was losing. Like, Daddy, it's raining. We lose. Are oh, we, we, we gonna stay? You know." So then at halftime, we got something to eat, and then right after halftime, Jacoby Ford ran a hundred yard kickoff return. Remember that game? Yeah, yeah. After he wrote, Jacoby Court. yeah, that was my kid's first Raider game. Nice. Like, at first we was losing. It was it was all um, um, raining in the first half. Then the sun came out. Jacoby Ford ran the kickoff back, and we ended up winning the game. Mm-hmm. That's my first memory. Then my second greatest memory was when I was at. Um, at the um, Coliseum in Oakland when um, Charles Wilson got two interceptions against um, um, Peyton Manning yes. when they played Denver. Yeah. I was there at that game. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I remember the best part about the, when I took my son, because I took my girlfriend, my sons at the time, and that was when you could buy one, get one t- free ticket. So I paid for two tickets and got four tickets. You know what I'm saying? That was bomb. You know what I'm saying? I think that was my two favorite memories. And what was the other question?
2: Uh, what was the other question? Oh, that was it. The fan base that was most delusional, and then your mem your uh your biggest memories.
4: Yeah, or uh, Brokeback Mountain Cowgirls <laughs> is the most delusional fan base. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And keep it gangster, y'all. I love y'all. I'm gone.
2: Appreciate you, my man. Appreciate you. And uh yeah, that Charles Woodson game, that was a great one. I remember that was right around his birthday. And the big thing was that Peyton Manning was the one quarterback that he hadn't intercepted. And in that game he went and got him not once but twice. That was awesome. And I remember that was a I don't remember the exact date, but it was right around November 3rd. and The only reason I remember that is cuz November 3rd is my birthday and I believe Charles Woodson's birthday is either November 1st. It's either 1st, 2nd or 4th. <laughs> it's right around my birthday. That's the only reason I know. So, uh that was that was uh, what he said that he wanted for his birthday gift was to get, you know, to intercept Peyton Manning and like I said in that game that uh that Gangster was just talking about, he got him not once but twice and the second one, what did, who did he land on? Uh did he land on uh, who was their former first-round pick? Uh, remember from um, from Houston? Oh man, the, the the defensive back that almost died on the field and when he was at college. Uh, what's his name? Dang it! Oh, man, what's his
5: name? While you're doing that, what did you say? Uh, Charles Woodson's birthday was November. It's Like first, second, third. Of, no, you're or, wrong. It's November something. <laughs> That's October seventh. No way, Charles Woodson, right? Yeah, yeah, Charles Woodson. That's, not. What, that's what my great Google research tells really? me. Really? Okay. Well, then I'm wrong.
2: I'm wrong twice.
5: It happens twice. Dang.
2: Well, he did say that that was his birthday. Okay, so when when was that game then? Go Google when he intercepted that. I guarantee it was around that date. Then it was around his birthday. Maybe I was just a little. It's Diddy whose birthday is around mine. Never mind. It's one of those. But check <laughs> check Charles's uh when he when he got those two interceptions off Peyton Manning. I'm still trying to remember who that dude. I can see him in my head. He was 25. You know what I'm talking about the defensive back that went to Houston. He's still in the league, actually. I think he's in Detroit now. Oh my gosh! His name starts with H. All right, one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's his name? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna drive me crazy. Whatever look you have on your face is driving me crazy too. I
5: really need that Francesa uh, drop we play over there with him humming while we try oh. to look stuff up. live <laughs> No, on
2: the it's radio. all good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Let's uh here <laughs> while you look that up. Why don't we go to Alan in Vegas? Let's get Alan's calling. Alan, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man?
7: Thank you. You're talking about
2: DJ Hayden. DJ Hayden, thank you. Yes, yes, man. Yes, that was who Charles Wilson got the interception and fell on top of, and I was like, man, that's the best thing he did as a Raider.
7: Yeah, that was, that was probably his greatest moment as a Raider. <laughs> um, as far as my greatest moment as a fan, um, hands down, Raiders for the Chargers, the last Thursday night game in Oakland on mm. Fox, they beat them 26 to 24. Um, Josh Jacobs had just scored the game, well, essentially the game winning touchdown, but the Chargers got the ball back. The stadium got allowed one last time, and where I was sitting in section 128, the Oakland end zone, it started shaking, and you can feel the the rumbling underneath your feet like it was an earthquake, and that was uh, the greatest moment, because nice. I had felt that one previous time as a kid when I went with my dad back in 2001, and I never thought I would feel that again, but oh that was the greatest night cute, hands down.
2: I like it. I like it a lot. Good call, my man. I appreciate you. He's always quick to hang up. He's always good. Uh, you know, that, that was a good one. Thank you for DJ Hayden. Yeah, I don't know how I could forget that, but that was the one... Uh, that Charles Woodson fell on top of, and that was probably the best thing he ever did as a Raider. Uh, that was another draft pick that uh, Big Reggie missed out on, and that dude was going to draft him third overall. He was really willing to th- to pick him third overall, ended up trading with the Dolphins, went down to, I think, number 12, and, well, we all know how that shook out. It didn't work out very well at all. How about how about that last game? Was uh, And I don't think this was the same game he was just talking about. No, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been. No, okay. The last game of Charles Woodson's career in Oakland against the Chargers where they were losing. What day was that? It was a holiday. I remember I think it was around Christmas. It must have been around Christmas because there was family over at our house and I was watching it. I was watching the game in Texas and uh the family that came over there was one of them that was a Charger fan so he was talking trash because the Chargers were winning and then all of a sudden the Raiders came back and won and there was a fumble uh, recovery at the end, and Charles Wilson came in on offense, and everyone thought he was going to get a touchdown. And I, everyone in the stadium, everyone watching the game, knew Charles was about to get the ball offensively, and he didn't. He didn't score, but the Raiders ended up winning that game. Then his two boys threw up the the O, and one they went and sat down at the at the booth and was like, "My dad's the greatest football player of all time." Like it was awesome. It was awesome. But that game, I want to say that that was either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, but it was one of those around the holidays. Uh, against the Chargers and that was I think I want to say I was a Thursday night as well um, and I don't remember the exact date but yeah
5: what you got it looks like December 24th 2015 there you go December
2: 24th Christmas Eve I got a good memory I didn't remember DJ Hayden I don't remember the the ones that aren't memorable <laughs> 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 who was it that I forgot the name of yesterday it was someone, and I was like oh yeah I don't remember their names Oh, if I didn't remember it yesterday I sure ain't gonna remember it today right. so that's good Got a lot of people hitting us up on the Salmonash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Big deuce. It's DJ Hayden. Big dubs. DJ Hayden. DJ Hayden. DJ Hayden. <laughs> Got a ton of those. So, hey, good good way to have my back, man. I definitely appreciate that. Now, on Saturday, and you can keep those calls and, and texts coming. It's all good. Again, most delusional fan base in the NFL and also your most memorable moment as a Raider fan. It could be good or bad. doesn't matter. Uh, hit us up. 702-365-9200. Salmonash text line 69187, keyword R&R. What you got?
5: Why you point to yourself? That's what I I point a lot. This I know, is from, but this is radio. This we is need to communicate. We yes. need to talk. I've got the cuts ready. The okay. Darren Waller cuts everyone. <laughs> okay, well let's go ahead and
2: do the Darren Waller cuts. Then we'll go ahead and get into Darren Waller. I was actually going to go with uh I was going to go with Devontae Adams, but since you got Darren but, Waller ready, this is what we I do on the fly. Both. No, it's okay. We can do that. Yeah. We can do that. Darren Waller was on the DP show earlier today. And look, he's been making his rounds. He was on Rich Eisen. He's going to be on. He's been on multiple podcasts. He's doing like the national media rounds right now as he's promoting his new his new podcast that he has out on uh, Blue Wire Network. And so I got the heads up from uh, Fox Sports. The people who are at Fox Sports they sent me an email saying, "Hey, he's going to be on. You want might want to check it out." And I was like, of course, I definitely want to check it out. So that's what I did. So we got some good stuff. Just a couple sound bites. I mean. I encourage you if you can find it, go listen to the whole interview. Cause the whole interview with D P was really good. I mean, he just that's what he does. He's one of the best in the business when it comes to when it comes to doing interviews. I mean, he just he'll get the most out of you. So I just have a couple sound bites. Not a whole lot that has to do with uh, you know, his his story, his his addictions or anything like that, because we all know that story. But again, like I said, I definitely encourage you to go check that out. But one of the first questions that DP asked uh, Darren Waller today was about the playoff loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, and actually how long it took for him to get over that.
6: It stung for a bit. Uh, I don't. I don't really dwell too much uh, in losses for a while, and you take what you what you learn from it. For us, it's uh, you know red zone execution on offense, and uh, we got to be able to do that. So learn that lesson and try not to wallow in it and have self pity and just move on.
2: So there you go, Darren Waller right there talking about the playoff loss to the Cincinnati Bengals and what he thought about it. And, you know, he, he, he took talk about his stung for a little while, and I could imagine it, especially, you know, with the, with the Raiders haven't been to the playoffs yet, and, and he hadn't experienced that with the silver and black, and all of a sudden he gets an opportunity. Plus, remember, he missed some time due to injury, so I'm sure that it did sting a little bit. But then you go back and think about the man that is Darren Waller and what he's gone through in his life. So you t- kind of put it in perspective, right? Okay, the playoff loss is bad, but what I've been through in my life is a lot worse. So DP asked him about that. Like compared to what you've gone through in your life, you know, where does how does that kind of measure up?
6: Um, I would say uh, a playoff loss is—I uh, call it Cadillac problems these days. You know, life is a lot better. <laughs> you know, I, I can I can keep a job these days. I can contribute to the good that's going on around, you know, the organization and in the community. So now it's like, okay, we got our little taste, and now uh, we want to go for go for the higher things.
2: So there you go. I like that. A Cadillac problem, right? Ain't nothing wrong with a Cadillac problem. If I'm going to have a problem, let me have a Cadillac problem. Speaking of, we're broadcasting live yeah. from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Just saying. say it if you didn't. <laughs> hey, man, look, ain't nothing wrong with a Cadillac problem. If you're going to have a problem. Have a Cadillac problem. That's the kind of that's the way to go. But I think that he puts it in perspective. Like, hey, man, compared to what's gone on with me and what others have gone through in life that are real life problems. Just losing a playoff game is not a big deal. Again, there's so many times that you'll hear these athletes say, we get paid a large amount of money to play a kid's game. And they do. And sometimes you just have to put that in perspective. And that's why I used to get super angry, super mad when the Raiders would lose. I'd be that guy that you didn't want to be around. You, know, you we, all, we all know those, that guy, right? Family didn't want to be around me because I was just in a bad mood. At some point, I realized, like, man, what they do on the field ain't going to affect me one bit in my in my normal life. Do I want to see them win? Absolutely. Would I love to see them do like the Warriors did and win a championship? Absolutely. That would be great. Fantastic. But to be as stressed out as I used to be and the way it'd make me so angry and I didn't want to watch sports radio, I didn't want to watch sports TV, I didn't want to listen to sports radio, I didn't want to do anything after a loss, like, that just was too much stress on me. I was like, man, there's, there's way too much I'm missing in this time that I'm angry. So uh, I had to kind of start putting in perspective, like this is a kid's game that these guys are getting paid really well for. They want to win as bad as I want to see them win. I mean, they do. I don't think there's one guy and we always talk about guys that are just there to get the paycheck or whatever like that. I don't think there's too many guys in the league that don't literally want to win. Now there's guys that are on teams that realize they're not going to win because the team's not very good. But as far as the want to about wanting to win, Oh, they definitely want to win. Well, the million-dollar question when it comes to Darren Waller is about the contract. So DP asked him straight up. It was funny. He asked him at
6: the end of the interview. So what's the status right now on your contract? Um, at, at the very moment, I have two years left on my deal. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, in the go- negotiation phase. And uh, let my agent with the team handle that. Uh, just focused on getting ready for camp. Yeah, but Devontae took all the money. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man, we'll see. The days. We'll see. We'll
2: see. I love it. I love it. I love that answer at the end. I, I'm so glad. And this is what DP is really good at. He threw that in there. No, Devontae took all the money, and that allowed Darren to be like, nah, not really. You know what I mean? And so when I hear that, and it's not much, he didn't say, oh, no, it's going to be worked out. But he did give you a couple nuggets there. It's in negotiation status. I'll let my agent and the team worry about it. I'll worry about camp. Saying all the right things. And then when, he, when DP says, oh, but Devontae took all the money, and he says, nah, and then he just kind of tails off, knowing that, hey, this isn't something I need to be talking about. That, to me, let me know what I already believed is that the Raiders are going to get something done and worked out with Darren Waller to keep him happy going into training camp. Now, I could be completely wrong. I could be reading that completely wrong. I've read things wrong before in my life, but that I have a really good feeling about That just that little bit there at the end kind of gave you an idea that is being worked on behind the scenes. So when you talk about go out and get Sue, go out and get this offensive lineman, go get this guy. That might be in the works, but it might not be a priority right now because they're doing what they've been doing, which is taking care of home. And I have no problem with that at all. Again, that was just a couple cuts from Darren Waller's interview. It was about 15 minutes long uh, on uh, on Fox Sports this morning on the DP show. Uh, again, I encourage you to go check it out. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube in its entirety. A really good interview, and like I said, he's been making his uh, his rounds anyway. It was on Rich Eisen just the other day, and he's, I'm sure he'll be back uh, you know, with us locally sooner rather than later. But right now he's doing all the, the national runs. So uh, that's just some good stuff right there from Darren Waller. Coming up in a little bit, we'll have Devontae Adams, what he was doing at his camp on Saturday. We'll get to that sound. But before we do that, let's go out to the phone lines. Let's go ahead and keep our head on a swivel at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Raider Ron. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. Thank you.
7: How are you and how are you doing,
2: man? I'm blessed, man. How are you?
7: Good. Hey, my best memory is – uh My first pro football game uh, was the Raiders playing the Colts in uh, 2007 at the Coliseum, and uh, I ended up um, getting ticket from a uh, uh, a season holder or season ticket holder couldn't make make it, so I ended up sitting in her seat, but uh, in like fifty yard line, some of the best seats in the house, you know. But and this uh, African American woman came out. Of the, of the tunnel or the the uh, yeah the tunnel and she looked at my ticket, and made sure that uh, I was sitting in the right place, and she sat down by me or beside me and asked me where I was from, and and uh, you know she sat there for about like a half hour and we just had a conversation and stuff, and it's really cool, you know, my first pro football game, and this is what you can expect and stuff, and the bad part of it, we lost the game to uh, Peyton Manning, but uh, Josh McCown. Uh, through an interception mm. at the end of it there, but uh, anyway, that's my memory. Uh, it was good, nice, it was a good memory. All
2: right, well, thank you for the call. I, I thought, man, you were setting me up. I thought he was going to say, and then we got married, and you know what I mean. Like, did you think that that's where it was going? I thought it was like a a, a love connection was made.
5: Uh, no, I, I'm not that optimistic. Sorry, that's that's not what I thought.
2: <laughs> did you didn't think nothing?
5: No, I didn't know what was going on. I was waiting for. it. <laughs> good though, it was a good memory.
2: It was. It was a good memory, but it sounded like. Why you know, can't it just be a good memory? Why? Well, can't because he? he had a nice little conversation, thirty minute conversation that could have led to other things. It could have led to a. You know what? You're a pretty good guy. Hey, you know what? Look let's uh, you. You know, a man let, of the people. Let's what? just stay in touch, and then boom, one thing <laughs> leads to another. You know, ends up being his best friend throughout life, and grows up to be, you know. His soulmate? Who knows? That wouldn't that have been a great story? Sure,
5: it would have. I'm
2: a good storyteller, dude. I'm on
5: the other side of that. You're you're happily. What? Are you married? <laughs> I don't know. You're happy.
2: <laughs> he's I don't like know nothing he's about like, that. He's like, are you
5: happy? <laughs> no, I just I didn't know married over there. We say yeah, so. You know, there's different things, but you're happy. That's that's the key. So. It's
2: all good. It is
5: all so good. Have different experiences.
2: Well, yeah, but see, that could have been that. See, maybe you got to be more optimistic about these things. True. Like, he really? could have gone into – I mean, I could have said that that was his ex or he met his next ex, you know. Instead, I thought that he was going to meet, you know, his soulmate. That, things like that happen, man, but you got you to gotta be optimistic, Ari. You got to run into things like I do. You got to go into situations where you never meet a stranger. Never meet a stranger. I have never met a stranger in my life. Every time I talk to somebody, it's like we've been friends forever, even if we're not friends. It's like we're cool. That's how you got to do things like that. That's why you guys over there on Cofield and Company are all lonely, man. Y'all got a, a social a social problem. You guys aren't social butterflies. I'm gonna need y'all to sprout some some wings. I'm gonna need you to go ahead and
5: whoosh. my uh yeah my positivity whoosh. has has gone significantly low over these last three years. Oh, man, you need some that's, help, that's man. It's being around there. Being around there, I'm saying, like, being on that show all the time. So You I, need
2: to come and hang out with your boy
5: more often, man. Know, Gosh. We could do a third week. Let us see <laughs> if I can manage answering this call real quick. Yeah, yeah, try to answer the call, man. I don't know. I can't
2: keep you around another week if you hang up on, on callers, man. You hear this? You hear how, how Ari's doing? This is not a very positive young man. I need to work with no, this uh, guy. For
5: the record, I, I really am. I'm just saying certain people have got ne- negative energy sometimes. They... Kind of oh yeah, yeah you, so. you need a hug, brother. Did you notice I've been real happy and jolly all week? In the last week, too, I noticed you hanging up reason. on multiple listeners, though. And that's not okay. If you hung up on him again. No, I, I see I for- you looking at the Stop phone. Stop it. I forgot his name for two seconds, but Tim is up with us right all now. All right, let's talk to Tim. Tim, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, you man. What's
1: up with it, brother? Love the show. Listen to all your shows every day, man. While I'm on the road, appreciate. But, you. Uh, I had to try real quick. Uh, my favorite memory is. It's closest up there, especially with that last Charger game last year, man. I'm so um My favorite memory is probably when we were losing to Denver, uh, uh, probably Denver seven to ten years ago, and Janikowski set the record for that game-winning field goal. That, that had to be one of the best memories. I was jumping up and down like a little girl screaming.
2: Nice, nice. Thank you for the call, right there. And uh, there are certain words that we're not allowed to say on the radio. Only get
5: one time to hit the dump button. Yeah, you, they, you only get one time, pawn, and so. then it
2: takes a long time to build back up, right? <laughs>
5: yeah. So, so think, we're we're only I like
2: what two seconds in the building? Got back eight up.
5: more seconds. There. <laughs> Hold that thought.
2: <laughs> so, thank you, Tim, for the call. Next time, I'm going to need you to be radio friendly. Remember, this is not the podcast. This is not Sirius XM. This is still. Radio. But uh no, we appreciate it. That is a good a couple of good memories that you shared there with us. We do appreciate you. Good gosh. Uh man, this this is how we do. This is how we do. We kind of roll and we roll like this. So uh to hit the salmon as text line, 69187 keyword R and R. Big Dub Raiders going back to uh our call that we had earlier, and he said, cute. I definitely thought that convo was gonna end in marriage. LOL, go raiders. See? See, I'm not the only one. I promise you, if we polled 10 people
5: that was listening to that call, 9 out of 10, you were the only negative Nelly in the bunch. Pull those same 10 people and ask them if they want me to stay an extra week or if they think I should go back yeah, to Yeah, you're coffee. campaigning, brother. <laughs> I see you're on the campaign, isn't it? I thought the election was over. Did you talk over. to DeMond today? How was he doing? Was he nice and cheery himself? No, he actually was. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> What <laughs> the what has of, changed? The
1: root of everything.
5: <laughs> I am joking for the record, but this no, he's not. No, he's no, not. Demond was in a bad mood today. No, that I'm not joking about. But I'm saying, like over there, yeah, the, the energy is a little different. Uh, I'm not so sensitive. I could take it, but yes, yeah, sometimes it's a little bit like it's like eh, like you like how you guys feel about me right now. Like, dude, you could take the positive here. Like, there's you know, be optimistic a little. So. I just got to get used to that. I'm, you know, I'm remembering what it's like to be positive and uh, <laughs> think that things might actually work out.
2: Well, there you go. I'm not mad at that at all. But uh, yeah, see, Big Dub Raider is with me. Big Dub Raider thought that my man was going to get married after the young lady sat down next to him and and checked out his ticket. And yeah, man, that's just that's just me. That's just me wanting the best for everybody. That's just how we roll. 702-365-9200. That five ninety two hundred that is the Radio Nation Listener line. We also want to hear from you on the Salmon Ash text line at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. How about we go out to the phone lines to talk to our guy, Dave in Denver? What's on your mind? Welcome to the show.
0: Hey, man, I want to let you know that I was at that Janikowski game and I was in the second biggest suite in the whole place. Nice. Which was all clear channel and Denver fans. And I had been person who knew that Janikowski could break that record. He actually kicked an 80 yarder in high school. Wow! And I asked him about that on the sideline one time. I said, "How come you able to do that, man? What was a big wind behind you? Downhill? What was?" He said two words: small ball. <laughs> nice. Okay. It was pretty funny. Yeah. But in any case, that was a great memory. I was, although I could not even cheer. It was something I wanted to see happen for years, and when it happened, I couldn't cheer because I was in this. Bronco, laden and sweet. Anyway, um, you know, being at the Holy Roller, being at the mm. uh, the playoff game that was Cincinnati and Bo Jackson, you know, tweaking out his leg. Right. Those were those were huge, and they were the two big games that I went to with my dad, who passed away in February. So mm. that was just big, big things in my memory. Uh, but I, I heard a promo earlier today about you bagging on this guy. That's. Uh, Trying to do what he can to help you out and cross train and everything. It's like, these guys, man, I, you know, I'm in the industry. I know that they don't make a mint. Got to be easy on them, man. Can't we all just get along?
2: <laughs> I'm trying to teach them up, man. I'm trying to coach them up, but sometimes you got to give them tough love <laughs> at the same time. You got to coach them hard and then love on them harder.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cotton's getting his brand-new cotton jersey, right? What's this guy going to
2: get? Yeah, I don't another know.
0: Another week here. He's
2: try- Look, he's trying to keep get- look, this is how much he loves me. He's trying
0: to stay another week. Well, that's, I love that's, that's because he don't want to go back to CC. That's why. Right. Have more fun with you. Right. Well, so
2: you take, take take it where it comes right there, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> hey, appreciate the call, my man. It's always good to hear from you. Good stuff. That was great. That was great. Yeah, Ari's living his best life. He's, like, on vacation, but he's working. He's having a good time. We got a text on the Salmon Ash text line at six nine one eight seven. Keyword R and R. Cofield and Company aren't social butterflies. They are social distancers. <laughs> Man, how's this all of a sudden become a, a Q versus Cofield? I, I love Cofield, and company. That's We're, hilarious. This
5: was the purpose, right? We're cross, you know, cross yeah. promoting. No, we just want everyone acquainted. to be able
2: to jump in anywhere at the drop of a dime and be yes. like, "Yes, I know exactly how to, how this operates." Just like Ari's been fumbling with the the phones for the last two weeks. Perfect. Next time he actually has to jump in here, he won't have any problems because he'd be like, "Oh, I know, this phone, I got this." Demond. He's been killing it over there, and then he even stepped into the press box the other morning. Like, Demond is really taken on a lot of different, a, a lot of different hats. Now he's not in a good mood today, but he's taking on a lot of different hats. You know, he, he got to work a little late.
5: Looked like he just came out the gym, but that's okay. As opposed to any other day. <laughs> well, normally he's on time. Oh, Look, I meant the gym part. Like, well, what? no, but it looks like he it looks <laughs> like he's it actually
2: at work and not he's you know not trying to flex for everybody. But it's okay. You know, he's a young man. We're we're gonna learn him. We're going to learn. Let's talk to our guy, Vice Raider, a.k.a. Marcelo. Welcome to the show. What's on your
6: mind?
1: What's up, Q? I am back in the cell again here driving around police smell about people's faces. I got to say, my favorite Raider memory is when my dad took me down to the... Oh, there he is. Yeah, we did get to the game. Oh,
2: you know, hey, yeah, the game, we... oh man, you got to... Hold on, hold on. Here, bring him down. Bring him down. All right, you got to... Call, call me right back because every time you went to tell me exactly what happened, your phone cut out. I want to hear it because it sounds. Oh, he's all right back. Okay, all right, go
1: ahead. Hit it. Hit, uh, give us it so again. Uh, cool. All right, one more time again. I'm back in the saddle again, putting smiles on people's faces. Do my delivery here around town, my favorite Raider experience was when my dad took me down to the Super Bowl for the NFL fan experience when the Raiders played at Tampa Bay. Sure, you know, I've seen a lot of Super Bowl NFL fan experience at the Rose Bowl, but this was different. It was family. It was Raiders. Seeing violators, seeing all the Raiders, Raider, Raider. you know, Darth Vader and everybody there, that was great. And as far as delusional fan base, I was going to say anyone who is a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, they're delusional because my homegirl, her boy... Had me put a hundred dollars on Tiger Woods to win the Master, a loser. I told you, listen, girl, keep the hundred bucks to yourself. I'm gonna tell him make the bet because Tiger ain't gonna win no matter what. And sure enough, she was a happy capper, and she's like, right, I love my man. He's delusional, but yeah, you made my day. You, you made his day, by thinking he made a bet. But, yeah, that's why I said for that, Q. You know, good to hear you back up here. I'm good to be back driving around town. You know, looking forward to hearing more and
2: meeting you up some more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Vice Raider, hey, fired up. It's good to hear you. Good to be back in town. I'm glad that everything is going good, my man. And uh, good memories right there. I mean, anytime you get a fan experience at the Super Bowl, that is fantastic. I try to do that when I go down to the Super Bowl, when I'm there covering it. I try to embrace in the the fan experience. It's sometimes a little bit harder because by the end of the week, we're exhausted. We're ready just to kind of get away. And so we don't really have that opportunity. So that's good that you were able to do that. And look at that. You were able to save some money. And not you, but you were able to save uh, others uh, some money. So that's always a good thing as well. One more quick uh, tweet from my guy, Bill. Uh, He representing Pittsburgh, California. He said, favorite memory, Raiders versus KC. rained all game, poured, shut them out. Worst memory versus Baltimore, Tony Saragusa landed on Rich Cannon. Yeah, that's a bad one. That was a bad one. 4.50 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We're up the show. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy,
6: Q.
2: We've had a fast and furious show. Now that I hear this music, I'm just going to cancel everything I was going to do <laughs> for the last 90 seconds of the show. Ari,
5: why are you playing Peaches and Cream? Because today is National Peaches and Cream Day. That is hilarious to me. The day you thought you didn't know you needed.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. And you know what? I want you to bring to the table the National Day every single day. And even it. when you're not here, I want Demon to do that. Because not that I care. It's just silly. Like, why is it National Peaches and Cream Day? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why am I celebrating 112? Why am I celebrating the, the girl that... You know, used to talk to the guy from 112. I don't know, (laughs) but that's what it is. It's National Peaches and Cream Day. So, Raider Nation, do what you do with it. We'll holler at you tomorrow. It's Raider Nation Radio, 920.